Thank you for joining us. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke. And you're listening to Diesel Performance Podcast. Chris, uh, this week over at Calibrated Power, home of Duramax Tuner, I have been really busy getting ready for a big announcement coming up for March. I know you've been dealing with some of the products, and and, uh, Justin, our producer, who also works with me on the marketing side, we got a chance to kind of tease out some new projects uh, that are going to be getting launched here in 2021. So there's there's been this whole uh, idea of what 2021 looked like for us in the year of 2020. Um, and that was the the release of a lot of uh, new turbochargers on some of the newer platforms that we've had um, the ability to tune over the years. Um, so we had the L5P, right, that we've been talking about. It's been really good feedback in the market. Uh, we have the 6.7 Cummins, which yep. uh, we're going to be teasing out a little more here. There's going to be more info to come. And then uh, you guys dropped the bomb the other day on a couple of turbine shafts getting turned for the 6.7 Power Stroke. Dude, so excited so for this. So there, again, is it's a new-to-the-industry product where <clears throat> it's a drop-in replacement, more or less, but it follows suit with a lot of our 67 G2 line where you get you know the unison ring, big turbine, you know, big power, but really good drivability. So there's more to come on that, um, but I was really excited to see that finally drop. It's been something internally that we've been talking about for so long. I know. Um so it, it's really cool to see, you know, our vision in 2020 of what 2021 would potentially look like actually come together. You know, it's nice when plans work. Um, <laughs> so there'll be more to come on that, you know, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. What I'm excited for <laughs> on that, and when I knew that project was getting real, was <laughs> when the shop picked up that 2017 regular cab yep. power stroke, and I was like, oh, oh, there's a reason. For yeah, there, there's, right. there's this is a part of a plan. Yep. Um, and and like you said, seeing that plan come together is exciting. One of the things I think a lot of people that, even though we talk about it, Chris, maybe they don't plan for as well as they should, is cold weather. Uh, yeah. Right now, it is, I don't know, negative something it's outside. Been, it's been in the negatives for Easy. about a week now. Yeah. Hate, I hate this. But um, I'll be honest, man. My little dad wagon, the, the X5, not gelled up once. Yeah, no. my uh, the, the TDI has done really, really well. Um, we've been running the Winter Blend uh, yep. additive from Exergy in there, and uh, it's definitely, I mean, the, the car hasn't gelled up yet, so I, I would say it's doing something, right? That's right. Um, especially when Monday morning, when I get into the office and start working on my computer, I have not one, not two, but three guys email and call saying they dropped their trucks off at the shop over the weekend because the trucks gelled up over the weekend and they couldn't get it started. Yeah. And uh, you get this slew of phone calls from guys all over, you know, the centralized Midwest because we are in a very cold climate where we're at right now. Um, and, and trucks are gelling up, you know, they're gelling up. So it, it's a real thing. This is real. We talk about it, but we're, we're literally in that time of year where, you know, it's, it's a problem. And, uh, Got to be proactive with it, you know. I have guys. Well, my truck never did this before. I had the I had a lift pump, and now I got a lift pump, and now it's gelling up. Well, no, it's it's not. It's not just because of the lift pump. It's not just because of one thing in particular. You got to think about where you're getting your fuel from, right? Yeah. How much fuel are you leaving in that tank overnight when the truck isn't running? What's the temperature like outside? When was the last time your fuel filters were replaced? There's all of these things that come together to a end result for why your truck is the way it is. That's right. So I always try to, you know, myself visit high-frequented fuel stations, right? Um, 
fuel filter replacement, stuff like that. Maintenance is key. Um, and then like this year, like I said, I've been adding the additive from Exergy. And, and so far, fingers crossed, it's been good. Everything, you know, that Randy had on the in, in the interview when we talked a few weeks ago, Seems to you know seems to be coming full circle. So we'll see. We we started off that episode with with asking is this snake oil or is this yeah. science, and, and I think we heard a really good explanation of the science. Yeah. But you know they still hold out that portion of the belief until you get to see it happen in real life. Yeah. And and like I said, my car sits outside. Yeah. I go days at a time nowadays uh, without driving it, yeah. without starting it, without moving it, nothing. Um, I've parked it generally on about a half a tank of fuel. I'm not like obsessive about yeah. fill-ups. Um, well, I haven't had any issues. Well, here, I'll, 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 real-world situation, right? Yep. Parked my car in my driveway last Thursday, okay? So the Thursday the 4th, yeah. right? Got real cold after that. Car was on uh, just over a quarter, just under a half. Okay. Started the car for the first time yesterday. Okay, so yesterday that would have been the tenth. So from the fourth to the to the tenth, the car sat in the driveway, never ran. Yeah. And we've had some negatives. I mean, over the weekend we had negatives of negative eight, negative ten. Cycled the glow plugs a couple times. It took a second or two for the car to pop off. You know, it's cold. Yeah. Popped right off though. But so to me, that's proof in the pudding. Right. You know, talking about, you know, the the ability the Randy had mentioned the the Velcro. Right. With the paraffins and how yeah. they bond and don't bond. There has to be something to be said about it, you know, because I haven't had that issue. Yeah. So and guys, for those of you not running additive or who are not going to run additive, regardless of what you hear, yeah. that's cool. There's other things you could do. There's other things you should be aware of. Uh, Diesel 911. It might get you out of a real short pinch and be able to move your truck a little bit, but chances are it's not going to be your solution. Uh, generally, once you have gelled up to the point where you're driving down the road and the truck is shutting off, the only solution is to bring the truck and park it in a heated garage well, and, and let the truck thaw out. That's, that's just, exactly that, it. That's what you're once, dealing with at that once point. Once the truck gels up, it's get it in a heated area, get a heater on it. You got to let it thaw, and then you have to replace the filters. Yep, you know, there's going to be call. more susceptible to. That reoccurring that much call. faster. So. Absolutely. Uh, if you have a, a fast or any lift pump, if yeah. you have any lift pump, uh, your external filter uh, is definitely also needs to be replaced under mm -hmm. these situations. And also just pay attention to which filter is which. On the older models, you do have the potential to swap your air and water separator yeah. with your actual fuel filter. That will cause all sorts of problems yeah. as well. Also, uh, check your fuses on your lift pump. So yeah. if your truck has gelled up, go and check both of your fuses um, or single fuse, depending on what setup you have. Um, but yeah, no, like look at these things and, and think it all the way through. Yep. And, and that's that's really our best cold weather situation or cold weather advice that we could give. Chris, before we get too much further, I just want to give everybody a heads up of what we have to expect today. we got a really cool show set up. Uh, we talked to Thomas Goals, who is a guy who is an enthusiast that has gone from tractors to actually teaching himself how to tune. Uh, this is, I, th I think, going to be a really fun piece for everybody to listen to. We, of course, got our super tech, Jeremy Garnett, uh, from the shop in here with another really fun segment for you guys. Can't wait to hear from him. And, of course, uh, at the very end of the show, we'll have a bit of a knowledge base article for you guys, just trying to share some information with everyone. For now, let's kick it over to a word from our sponsors. XDP coolant filtration systems help increase the longevity of your cooling system by filtering out contaminants before reaching vital engine components. The coolant filtration system is designed to catch any debris floating in your cooling system 
before it gets caught in important components like your EGR cooler. The system is designed with easy to install pre-assembled silicone hoses and specially made mounting brackets so you can bolt this kit on with basic hand tools. Each kit includes a billet CNC machine aluminum filter base that is anodized with a black finish for superior underhood aesthetics. The included ball valves allow for minimal coolant loss during filter replacements as well as a shutoff to bypass the system if needed. To find out more about XDP's line of coolant filtration systems, check out xdp.com or find a local dealer near you. You guys know today's other sponsor is Exergy Performance, and today we're talking about the Winter Blend Fuel Additive. Now this is SKU numbers E09-00014 and also 00016. Uh, it depends on what size bottle you want. This supports all diesel vehicles. So if you're listening to the show, you presumably will want to perk up here and go grab yourself some of this stuff. Chris and I are right now underway on doing some testing with it ourselves. Exergy Performance Diesel Additive Winter Blend provides the ultimate in protection and longevity for the diesel injectors and fuel pumps by increasing the fuel's lubricity to exceed the recommendations of the Engines Manufacturers Association and provides exceptional protection against corrosion. The Winter Blend chemically alters diesel fuel to ensure engines remain operable in freezing climates by reducing paraffin wax per precipitation. Cold starts, fuel economy, and power are also improved by increasing the diesel fuel's cetane by up to five points and cleaning internal components. Also, uh, we always want to give our shout out to another one of our sponsors is WC Fab. That's Worley Custom Fabrication. Today we're talking about their 2017 to 2019 L5P Duramax 4-inch intake kit with airbox. Uh, this is WCF100344. The WC Fab 2017 to 2019 GM L5P 6.6 liter Duramax 4 inch intake kit and airbox is the high flow fabricated aluminum intake pipe and airbox enclosure with dry filter assembly that replaces the restrictive plastic factory parts on your diesel. This will improve your overall engine performance. This all-new design significantly increases airflow to your turbo, producing improved horsepower and torque, quicker throttle response, and cooler intake temperatures by drawing cold air through the ram air duct and inner fender. Their all-aluminum construction features a large diameter 4-inch piping with smooth aerodynamic bends to improve intake air velocity, volume, and provide more aggressive engine and turbo sound during acceleration. High-quality hardware, silicone boot, seals, and stainless steel T-bolt clamps enclosures are optimum for durability with ease of installation. The removable airbox lid allows for easy visual inspection and maintenance of your WC Fab filter with included hydrophobic pre-filter cover. This will help keep your MAF sensor, turbo, and engine airways contaminant-free. The critical ram air duct seal has been moved to the bottom of the hood for a clean engine compartment appearance. Full assembly finished in your choice of WC Fab signature custom powder coat colors for a look that's unique to your truck. This installs easily with basic hand tools, does not require any additional tuning, and is completely bolt-on, and it'll fit with no other required modifications. It is not compatible with the WC Fab intake resonator pipe. All right, Chris. Um, so we, we got to hear from XDP and 
WC Fab, and of course, Exergy Performance. Guys, again, if if you like our show, please go check out our sponsors. Uh, those three, along with Duramax Tuner, they're the ones who who give us the ability to make this show for you. And you could really show your patronage by even just visiting their Facebook pages or Instagram accounts and just giving them a like yeah, or giving them a follow ta- yeah. or or go ahead and tag us in a post on any of those pages. Yeah, we really would, appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. Uh, Chris, for now, Thomas Goals is somebody who you've had some experience working with. He's somewhat local to us. He's, yeah, he's in our general hours region. North of Wisconsin. I think, I think this interview resonates well with a lot of guys that ask the question of, I want to learn how to tune a truck. How do I get started? Right. There's a lot of really good resources on the internet if you're resourceful enough. And I think this is kind of like an eye opener as to one avenue that you could potentially go down. Thomas Goals has been doing this for a little bit, right? And he's learned a lot along the way and he's really excited, I think, to share with with what his path has been. So let's kick it over to that interview. Thomas, how the hell are you? Pretty good. How the fuck are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for asking. Uh, Thomas, I'm really excited to have you on the show today and dive into your experience of kind of teaching yourself how to tune. But first, man, get us started. How did you first come into diesel performance? Oh, well, I grew up on a farm here in uh, southern Wisconsin. And uh, we have, of course, tractors. They were all diesel. And uh, once I turned 16, my father bought his first, uh, it was an 05 LLY Duramax single cab long box. And I took over the truck he had before that. And that was a 95 uh, Chevy 350, just a gas truck. And after kind of riding in his truck for a while and being around it, I decided I had to get one. And uh, so I also bought an 05 LLY extended cab short bed. Uh, in the fall of 2008. And I still have that truck to this day. Oh my God, really? <laughs> Held on to that LLY forever. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's and, that's so cool to hear. I I like when the I like when the beginning of your experience is with something like an LLY and just a stock truck and not like a, a balls out high performance vehicle because you get a chance to kind of understand all of the good and the bad of that truck, right? Like you're not starting with something that's super modified already. What did you do to it? Where'd you go with that LLY? Well, the first step was I put a super chip programmer on it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Then I did exhaust. And uh, then it basically, I just drove it for a few years, just like that. And then uh, I met my now wife and her brother was at the time just turning 16 and getting into trucks and he bought a, ended up getting a Ford, uh, six, four liter. <laughs> Ooh. And, uh, then of course he was into modifying it and all that. And then I got back into it a little bit and, uh, and it kind of just snowballed from there and just kept adding parts and to, let's see. Oh, and the head gaskets ended up going out on that truck at 99,000. 
thousand miles. Oh. <laughs> so I, you know, I replaced that. Um, after I got that done, then I ended up going with EFI Live through Duramax Tuner and loved the tunes. And that's kind of where the whole tuning thing started for me. I got really interested in EFI Live and what it was and what you could do with it. And then, of course, shortly after that, I had to get a built trans. <laughs> <laughs> so I got that done. Then, of course, you know, once you start doing that, that power, that's never enough. So you got you to gotta add some air to that. So then I did a uh, Danville Performance 3794 Stage 2 Turbo. And uh, at that time, I thought that that turbo would be all I need because I just keep it on stock fuel. <laughs> but that didn't turn out how it went either. Uh, got that turbo in. Um, and then at that point, I started learning how to tune my truck myself. And then now today, the truck has got 100% over Exergy injectors. That same turbo, uh, 12 millimeter stroker pump, uh, um, lift pump, uh, oh, and a shot of nitrous. Oh, wow. I love it, man. Okay, you've really stepped this thing up. Um, and I, I want to dive more into some of this here. I, I love to hear that progression where it's this natural progression of kind of moving through the problems of the truck, right? You started yep. off with that basic box tuner and an exhaust and you drove it. And, and then something got you motivated, usually a little bit of competition. Um, and, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to step it up. So, But then it, it sounds like you didn't get into the custom tuning until – you had that major hurdle of, of having to do your head gaskets. And I know a lot of guys look at that project and they go, well, if I'm going to put the head gaskets, I'm going to stud it and I'm going to get back into this. I'm going to do it right. You know what I mean? I'm going to go with that custom tuning and I'm going to go with that upgrade. Um, so that makes a lot of sense to me. I like that. And then there's this, there's this kind of allure to learning how to tune your own truck, especially as you start getting up into more and more modified, um, vehicles and the higher in the horsepower and the the more complicated of a build you have the more appealing it is to kind of want to have some more control over it uh so tell us a little bit about getting started with teaching yourself how to tune why did you want to learn how to tune well i just got real interested in it and uh kind of just i've always been pretty decent with computers and uh i just started uh I ended up purchasing the Starlight Diesel Training Book. Okay. And that thing was worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was, uh, it was really good. And uh, it helped me out a lot. And the first tune I remember that I loaded up in the truck, uh, that was before I got that book. And I went to drive it. I hit the throttle and... It was just going along normal, but when it came up to a shift, it redlined the RPMs. <laughs> oh, no. I had, the, I had the base torque tables all screwed up. So that book helped me out quite a bit, learning how, how the tables actually flow together. You know, that's a cool aspect of it there, Thomas, is you started off just kind of putting a tune on the truck and then found a resource to explain more. Because when you first open it up, you start thinking like, 
oh man, this is easy. I just turn everything up, right? Like I just, I'll max them all out. No big deal. Like it'll, it'll run great. And then all of a sudden you go to drive it and you're like, oh, wait a minute, it's redlining when it tries to upshift and, and I have this problem, I have that problem. So you go to an industry leader. Uh, we, we love the guys over at Starlight, uh, Zach and the whole crew, great group of guys. And I know that training manual you're kind of talking about, it's a great entry level spot to just kind of say, hey, if you're interested in this, this is a good piece of information. This is a good resource you're going to use for a long time. What are some of the other resources you use besides that book to kind of help get you started and answer some of your questions? Um, and then I also did the uh, HP Academy uh, diesel tuning course. Awesome. That, yeah. That your, your boss, Nick, teaches. So cool. That, that, was, that was great, too, especially being able to see it on video and kind of being walked right through it, um, how the tables all flow together, you know, what things do like timing and boost and uh, the MM3 and, you know, just everything and how it all fits together. And it was, it was really good. That's such a, that's such a great reference there. So yeah. So guys, uh, listeners, I think we've mentioned it quite a few times before. Um, Nick Pregnitz from Duramax Tuner is a host on the, I think it's the Advanced Diesel Tuning uh, class with High Performance Academy or, or HPA. Uh, really, really cool resource where they take some time to do actual video tutorials, break down a lot of different stuff and actually walk you through some tables. Uh, I've gotten to get involved on shooting some of the worked examples with Nick. So really cool projects where we take a real truck in the real world and put it on our dyno and walk you through it start to finish. Uh, and you kind of get to see that process and understand it. And it's not really tied to any one software. Now, I, I wanted to bring that up on the Starlight. That is exclusively EFI Live branded tuning training, correct? Yep. Uh, do, so EFI Live's probably the most popular or at least in the top two most popular uh, custom tuning formats or, or hardware software solutions for custom tuners to work with on definitely Duramaxes and probably just most diesels. Uh, but there's a lot of other ones out there. Easy Link is out there. Uh, HP Tuners is out there. MM3. Uh, the list goes on. I know there's a lot of stuff for the Fords that I'm not savvy to. Uh, have you used anything else besides EFI Live as you, as you start building your kind of experience with tuning? Uh, yes, actually, my brother-in-law ended up buying a 03, or it was a 04 and a half Cummins, uh, built motor, S476 turbo, uh, 150 over injectors, twin CP3 pumps, and so I bought H, and he wanted me to tune it, so I bought HP tuners to learn how to tune that truck, and that thing was a blast to tune. <laughs> Why was that? What was fun about tuning that truck? Oh man, you just, it was just the small changes and you would be going 40 miles an hour and just step on it once that turbo lit. Oh man, it was just breaking the tires loose and oh, it was just, it was a blast to tune that truck. <laughs> you know, that brings up a good point, Thomas, and that's uh, experience, right? So so making small changes, that's something that somebody with experience does when they, when they start out on building a tune, especially on a new platform with a new software, right? Because you had never tuned that type of truck before or used that software to tune before. Yeah. So you don't go in and just 
max out your fuel table when you have experience, right? No, no, <laughs> no, that'd be bad. <laughs> Walk me through, what does it look like? So you're sitting down with a brand new platform, a brand new type of software, and you want to get started. Maybe you do have, you, you know, some years of, of some mild tuning, some Duramaxes in the background. What does that day look like? Uh, lots of data logging and then just staring at the computer, trying to figure out what tables go, you know, obviously, you know, the throttle based injection quantity is first. So you try to get that up. So it's getting like 140 mm three for the Cummins or whatever, whatever it is. Like can't remember off the top of my head. Sure. But, uh, get that up there and, well, of course, you got to take into account the injectors. So you kind of got to take away from the bottom right-hand corner so you're not overfueling the truck. And you got to get that all straightened out, make sure you're not hitting any limiters and you're getting full fuel. And then you can start turning up the fuel a little bit. And with that, I use a timing calculator to help with the timing and get that all nice and smoothed out, smooth out your fuel pressure base tables and just make sure you're getting fuel, full fuel everywhere. And you can start working on your boost to clean up the smoke, which on those trucks, there's you know not really much you can do. You just can't overfuel it. Sure. And then uh, just lots and lots of data logging. Just hours of it. <laughs> you know, I think that's one of the points that a lot of tuners forget is how much time you spend recording the data compared to how much time you spend reviewing the data compared to how much time you spend actually modifying a tune table, right? Because yeah. you might make a very small incremental change across the table, go out and run a data log. Well, you usually are going to run it for more than just two seconds. So you're usually going to go drive up and down the road and put it into a couple different driving habits or driving situations so you can see how that change is going to respond, not just at peak power, but across all of the drive or most of your driving operation range. Then you have to go back and look at the data. And again, maybe it only takes you a second or two to make another small incremental change. Well, guess what? Process repeats. Like now you're out, you're driving it again, you're, you're data logging it again. And you're pulling lots of data. That's one thing that I've learned about being around tuning for so long is you're looking at and not usually not just one parameter. Um, what are some of the PIDs that you watch as you're getting into a tune and you, you feel like you're getting close to the end of a tune? How do you know if you've gone too far or if you're right at that sweet spot? What are some of the things you keep an eye on? I keep an eye on fuel rail pressure. And I also look at the tailpipe and to make sure that there's no extra smoke and keep try to keep it nice and clean. And then I look at all my uh, like fuel injection quantities, uh, timing, boost on uh, variable vane turbo trucks. I watch uh, the turbo vane position. Oh, a math math sensor. Desired and actual fuel rail pressure, I watch, I watch that very closely to make sure it's not dipping down too far. And once it does, that's when you kind of back off of it and back the tune down just a little bit so you can hold that rail pressure. 
those are all really good pids to keep an eye on because I think what you're, what you're showing there is that it's not just a dyno number that we're watching when we start building a tune, right? We're not just running it and saying, okay, we got a little bit more torque. We got a little bit more horsepower. What we're looking for is how's the truck going to respond to our actual changes that we're making in the tuning tables. So as we start to push that truck too far out, well, we might have to come back and back it off. Now, if you're on a dyno and you're just watching peak power, your truck might hold it for, for the majority of the run, or it might, might slip a spike and you might be able to make that power once or twice on a dyno. But what we're looking for is what's going to consistently be able to sustain within the truck and within the, the limits of the truck. Um, and as I talk about limits, one of the things I think of Thomas is how tuning has changed from your LLY to like an LML, an L5P, or any other newer generation diesel that now has the emissions equipment on it. Uh, there was a time when everybody just turned all of your emissions equipment off and call, add, throw some fuel on it and call that a custom tune. That's not the industry we're in anymore. Deleting will, could get you shut down or thrown in jail, could get you fined an exuberant amount of money. Um, deleting trucks is going away, right? So it, it's, it's something that's happening. It might always exist in some sort of underground format, but in the mainstream, deleting is going to become harder and harder and more and more expensive and therefore less and less practical to pursue. How is your tuning or how, is, how have you had to kind of relearn tuning to adjust to emissions equipment being intact? That's actually the point I'm at right now. Uh, I have gotten a uh, wideband O2 sensor and now I just, I need to get an LML with some uh, emissions equipment on the truck and get that O2 sensor put in there so I can really start seeing what the air to fuel ratio is doing and start learning how to tune that way versus God, just taking all the stuff off. <laughs> That's such a great point. Sometimes as a tuner, you may have to look at actually adding additional sensors because your factory equipped trucks give you a lot of stuff, but they don't give you everything that you're going to want to want that you're going to want to really get that tune right. And when we talk about getting an emissions equipped tune, right? The first thing that pops out to me is, Hey, it's not just the power. Are you going to fill up my DPF? Literally what every customer asks. Um, well, Hey, if you build the tunes the way you used to, that's a possibility. You have to take some time and really understand how does the DPF work? How are we going to make this a successful um, tune and a successful truck? Something that somebody can drive and enjoy for a long period of time. Yeah, and you got to get uh, you got to get that air to fuel ratio just right, uh, so everything works happy. You're not building up extra soot, and you can get more power out of them with the emissions equipment on, as you guys have shown. You've been doing it for a long time now, and I just got to get caught up to that point now. <laughs> well, hey, I'm, I'm excited to hear that you're still going out there. You're still learning because that's something that I think a tuner will always do as the new platforms roll out and new hardware and software comes out. As a tuner, I, I think you'll always be in that state of having to learn something new. You're, you're never just going to say, I'm a great tuner. I can do it all. You're, you're always going to be learning new stuff as you look around. Um, Thomas, thank you so much for joining us today, man. I think this has been a really fun episode. I, listeners, I know you guys are going to love it. Make sure you jump on Fans of Diesel Performance Podcast Facebook group and tag uh, Thomas in there. Let him know how great he was on the show today. If you got a piece of advice for somebody who's new to diesel and they want to learn how to tune, 
what's that piece of advice, Thomas? Uh, the, the resources are out there if you're looking to get into it. And I would definitely go with the HP Academy training course and the Starlight Diesel book if they are still selling it. I'm not sure if they are or not, but it was a really good book. And awesome. uh, just, you know, just sit down and just study data logs and just plug away at it. It'll, it'll get it eventually. I love that. You'll get it eventually. Um, that's good stuff, man. I think that that's really a very honest way of looking at, at how you're going to learn how to tune. You're not going to go take a, a four-year degree and spend, you, you know, 5,000 hours in training. You're going to get a little bit of training and you're going to need to get a lot of experience. Uh, who would you like to give a shout out to? Uh, my wife and my son, who's now two. And uh, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, you guys as well. I'm a dealer for Duramax Tuner and can also get tunes from you guys. So, Well, that's awesome, and man. I, I work appreciate with Chris it. And I work with Chris, and he's been really good to deal with and really happy with him. That's awesome. Well, hey, we won't tell Chris that you had anything nice to say about him. Guys, stick around. Coming up next is going to be our In the Shop segment with Super Tech Jeremy Garnett. Jeremy Garnett, how the hell are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, Jeremy, we're really excited to have you here. Of course, you're our Super Tech here for our In the Shop segment. What's the truck we're talking about today? Uh, we got an OML today. Oh, I love it. Uh, what year? Uh, 2014. 2014 LML Duramax. Yep. Uh, this is well known as one of my favorite trucks. Uh, go ahead. What What are we dealing with? Uh, she came in the parking lot and we had to push her in because she was gelled up. Oh, it has been real cold weather. I'm sure we've been talking about that on the show today, guys. Um, we've been down in the negatives. Uh, we've had real nasty wind chills. A lot of guys parking their trucks outside. Once it's gelled up, you're probably need to get parked inside to get back to life what happened with this one uh, it's what we did first is uh we pulled it in and just let it thaw out you know uh hooked a low pressure gauge up to it make sure that it was actually gelled up and that was the problem okay um make sure that it did have fast on it make sure that the fast is actually working or not working at that point we determined that it wasn't working so um uh -huh. Check the fuses, check to make sure the relay's working and everything's good. Let it sit for a couple hours, turn the key back on, fast starts up. Nice. So at that point, we go and we start changing filters, uh, both fast filters, and then this one still had the factory filter on it too. So we go ahead and we replaced all three and got her running and then go through all the motions to make sure everything else is okay. <laughs> now, now that is a, a, a key element here though, right, is... As we get done with doing your your kind of basic overview, hey, we, mm -hmm. we verified, yeah, we know it's gelled. Okay, we let it thaw out. We did the filter replacements. Everything's good and working again. You don't just give it back to the customer at that point. Well, we recommend that he uh, get the fuel out of it, go top it off at a, like a good known gas station, like a truck stop or something that know where you have good, good fuel. Yeah. You know, you know, some of these places that you just don't know the fuel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then told them not to, you know, put the diesel 911 or anything in it after the fact. Yeah. You know, try to put the stuff in it before it gets too cold. So. That's that's the killer, man, preventative maintenance. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, what's today's pro tip? Um, sometimes you just got to take it slow and just sit back and look, get all the data. 
I like that. I like that. Jeremy's a good dude, right? And uh, I was walking in the shop here this week, you know, and he was and he had a truck tore apart, and I always I always joke with him, right? And I tell him, I was like, man, if I was still working on that, you know, we'd be like day three. I'd still be staring at the engine together, right, without being <laughs> apart. And he looks at me, and, you know, he, he has a completely different outlook, you know, someone that is definitely comfortable with his day-to-day, and I think that shows with these pro tips. So, Absolutely. Yeah, really cool stuff. Cool, guys. Uh, well, hey, for today... I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. Stick around for our, our knowledge base article coming up next. Hi, this is Sean Lynn from Duramax Tuner. And today's knowledge base article is how to install EasyLink tunes on your truck. Step one, download the EasyLink app on your smartphone or tablet. Step two, create an account using your email address. Step three, log into your email and confirm the account setup. Step four, plug the auto agent into your OBD2 port. Step five, if you have a Cummins, you must plug in the unlock cable. Step six, turn the key to the run position, engine not running. Step seven, once the light on the auto agent turns blue, go into your Wi-Fi settings and select the EasyLink Wi-Fi connection. Step eight, return to the EasyLink app. Step 9. Click on the main menu in the upper left corner, three horizontal lines. Step 10. Select Vehicle. Step 11. Select Technicians. Step 12. Click on the plus button and type in EasyLink at DuramaxTuner.com. Step 13. Click the arrow until you get back to the main menu and then select ECU Profiles. Step 14, select the ECU profile that matches your truck setup. Step 15, follow the app's instructions to turn the key on and off from there. I like that.